This week, we continue a series on the biggest nutrition myths and tell you why calories in, calories out, otherwise known as SECO, is BS. We're also going to check in and see if I'm any less fat. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. That intro's perfect length. Because <laughs> most of the podcasts I listen to... <laughs> I'm like 15, the 15 seconds forward. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nah, nah. Or like Joe Rogan. There's like Hello, s- friends. There's six <laughs> minutes of. That's when I know to tick, click, click, click. Seven, eight minutes of ads before he gets into the content. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm hitting that thing like a snare drum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. I know he's listening. <laughs> he's one of our dozens of listeners. Joe Rogan listens to Fit and Furious <laughs> for show prep. <laughs> That's right. All right, welcome to week three, everybody. Three? So, yeah, I know. Eepers. Three in a row, it's crazy. So this Still week here. we're going to... Sorry, go ahead. Still here? Still here, baby. That's right. And getting less fat every week. Oh, we'll, we'll find out. That. <laughs> we're going to find out. <laughs> the tape don't lie. Nope. I thought about that tape all week. <laughs> it stopped me a lot, though, I'll tell you that. The thought of the tape and you putting the tape around my belly Dude. stopped me a lot of times this week. Accountability. Accountability. It's huge. I don't, people don't hire me to tell them to eat chicken and broccoli. (laughs) They hire me because they know I'm going to come on Friday and go, dude, what's up? Exactly. Yep. That's huge, man. All right. So this week, uh, we're we're continuing on our nutrition myths series. And one of the biggest ones out there is, what'd you call it? SECO? SECO. So that stands for calories in, calories out. Basically states that all you have to do is operate in a caloric deficit and you'll lose weight. Right. Which you do. Right. But that but saying, how did you lose all that weight? Mm-hmm. I was just in a caloric deficit. Is like saying Jeff Bezos is the richest man on the planet because uh, he just made more money than he spent. <laughs> really? <laughs> Sherlock. That's it. <laughs> yes. I the way I look at calories in, calories out is it's just kind of a a thing people say is kind of a cliche, but it doesn't really actually help anyone uh, because nope. the no, it doesn't paint a picture at all. It doesn't paint a picture, and it doesn't qualify the process of practically how to actually get there in a way that you're going to be successful at long term. So, while we're going to say calories in, calories out is bullshit, we're going to say it's technically true, but. It needs a lot of understanding and explanation. There is a shit ton of context that (laughs) goes around that. So calories do matter, and a calorie is not a calorie is not a calorie. They're not all equal. It's just a unit of measurement. Right. So let's talk about, you know, you've said this to me, and this is calories in, calories out is something I had to kind of talk myself back into because when I kind of got in the keto carnivore space, You know, people get into it and they say, oh, you just stuff your face with ribeyes nonstop and you'll drop weight. Well, that might be true if you're coming off the standard American diet. And, Initially. And you fill yourself up with ribeyes. Yep. But you can gain weight on, you know, on carnivore eating just pure ribeyes. If you're eating. in a calorie surplus. Exactly. You're going to gain fat. So it's something you do have to be aware of, even if you're eating the right in quote, right things. <laughs> so, but uh, to me, that the food choice and what type of calorie is really the key. Well, and I know you have Oreos and steak written down. <laughs> yes. Back to a calorie <laughs> is a calorie. Yep. That analogy I just told you a little bit ago. Yep. Um, a calorie is a unit of measurement. So a calorie in measurement is a calorie. But so, uh, just like a mile is a mile. If you ran a mile... In, on an indoor track at Concordia. Yep. And ran as fast as you can. Easy. Easy 12-minute mile. Are you walking? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I go outside and run uphill in the North Dakota wind mm-hmm. in mud for a mile. It's one you degree today. And it's one degree. Yeah. yeah. One you degree think today. I'm going to come back and say, oh, that mile was just like yours. Yep. Exactly. No, that's stupid. Right. Just like a calorie is never just a calorie. Exactly. So the, where people screw up is they think calories in, calories out. As long as I'm burning more calories than I'm taking in, I'm going to lose weight. Okay. Now we're going to get into kind of an explanation here about how you have to think about all this. Um, let's just say for round numbers, what an average, uh, you know, 
my size human would burn in a day and like, or take in in a day. You always hear about people talking about 2000 calories, a thousand calories, 1500. Let's just say 1500 is kind of a normal amount that someone takes in. Okay. So you mentioned Nutrisystem before. Right. Uh, Nutrisystem, it's all about calories in, calories out. So let's just say you were, <clears throat> excuse me, you were 1500 calories. That I was taking in? You're, that you take in, that you normally take in. Okay. That's yep. your TDE or your daily, to, your total daily energy expenditure. All right. So another fancy acronym. Yep. You, you can Google it. Got it. You can Google it. I didn't make it up. <laughs> um, so if your total daily energy expenditure is 1,500 calories, you need to be, and you want to lose a, two pounds a week. Right. I'm sorry, a pound a week. Okay. You will cut 500 calories a day. So you will be in a 500 calorie deficit every single day. That's right. 3,500 calories at the end of the week. 3,500 calories equals one pound. Okay. So I would need to basically... Taking a thousand if I'm burning fifteen hundred. Sure. In, in order to yeah. drop a pound. Yeah, your net your net for the day you need to you need to consume a thousand calories without factoring in uh exercise. Right. Which you shouldn't do anyways, but that's another show. So this all leads us to what's called the So your that what we need to establish from that point is your basal metabolic rate. Because here's where people get tripped up. Basal metabolic rate. Your, Google that. Your basal metabolic rate is how many calories do you burn if you woke up in the morning, leaned over, not even leaned over, just woke up in the morning, opened your eyes, and blinked for the entire day, and then just went back to bed. So just laying there at rest, that's your basal metabolic yes. rate. So that's what your body's going to burn on its own. Correct. Even if you're pretty much like in a coma or Doing something. Nothing, yeah, no, pretty much. Exactly. Like okay. if you were in a coma, that's what you would burn. At that lean body mass. Right. So let's just say if on 1,500 calories ballpark, your, your basal metabolic rate's 1120 ballpark. Okay. So as you lose weight, your expenditure mm -hmm. becomes less because mm -hmm. you're not carrying around that weight. So now your BMR goes down. So guess what? Now that 500 calories. And that's your calories, body's way of compensating because it's right. thinking calories are scarce. I need to burn less to conserve this. Well, and I just don't need as much energy to walk to your car at the mall. Right. you it's weigh a, less. It's adapting. Right. Your body's adapting. So what happens is that five, remember that 500 calories that mm -hmm. puts you in a deficit? You're not in a deficit anymore. Right. Because your body's adjusting your basal metabolic rate lower. Correct. With less intake. Correct. So now mm -hmm. what happens? You're not cut, a deficit anymore. Cut you can't it again. Lose no, cut weight. it again. Oh. Cut it again. Cut it again. Down to 800. Cut it again. You're down to 800 calories a day and you're not losing an ounce. And then what are you doing? You're suffering You're chasing hard. your tail. Right. You're suffering hard right. because try eating 800 calories a day you're, or 700 you're calories a day. splitting up a Nutrisystem meal between four people. <laughs> you're just, yeah. No. You're, you're suffering. So the solution, lift what? weights. So, yeah, so then the solution is if your basal metabolic rate drops with less intake, then how do you raise that basal metabolic rate? That's the key. By increasing your lean body mass, which right. is lifting heavy stuff and putting it down. <laughs> so, in or, okay, so then basically working out, that's how right. you get it up. Now, can you do it with cardiovascular exercise or just? Uh, no, not really, because when you're lifting, you're developing muscle in a – I'm, I'm not a kinesiologist, sorry, <laughs> but uh, you're you're in a, a anaerobic state. So lifting versus an aerobic state. So really, you need the muscle mass. That's yes. what's going to burn the calories Correct. at the lean rest. body mass. Yep, which is muscle. Okay, so that's why all these diets. Um, and just as a little aside here, I was going to look at one of these examples. So let's go to our browser here. So here's Nutrisystem. This is one of the, and there's, there's tons of these, especially now it's, you know, January, you see these every year, people trying to cap, uh, these companies trying to capitalize on the new year's resolution. What's everyone's number one new year's resolution. Lose 119 pounds in 11 days. <laughs> I'm Health safely. <laughs> safely. Yes. <laughs> That's about how likely that is. <laughs> so let's look at Nutrisystem here. Uh, you know, basically they're trying to that's what uh, some people don't understand that too. And I'm trying not to squirrel because I got a lot of feedback last week and the week before <laughs> that I squirrel a lot, but I do. Hey, and it's that you. is two pounds a week mm -hmm. is stupid aggressive. That's aggressive. It is. Yep. We just talked about the deficit. You need to be in a thousand Although calorie a day deficit. I lost seven last week. So I guess I call that amateur level. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I called it. Where's this one? Yeah. <laughs> 
So Nutrisystem and all these fad, not fad, but just these diets that capitalize on on people's New Year's resolutions. I mean, look at this. They, Supreme pizza bowl, red flatbread, cinnamon brown sugar oat square. I mean, you're telling me you're going to eat that and that's going to be your route to weight loss? Uh, frozen cinnamon rolls, buttermilk you know waffles? Brian, you know who Brian Regan is? Yes. Comedian? Mm-hmm. Remember his bit when he was looking at nutritional facts on the back of stuff and he's looking <laughs> at Fig Newtons? <laughs> he's like, well, what is this recommended serving size? And he looks in the back and it says, two cookies. He goes, two cookies? Who in the hell eats two cookies? Who goes, <laughs> eats, who eats two Fig Newtons and goes, oh my God, I'm stuffed to the rafters. <laughs> I'm, I'm so satisfied. No, he, nobody he, does that. He, he understood what was going on. Right. But look at this, you know, burgers, pepperoni, pizza, melt. I mean, they're just trying to appeal to people that do not want to actually make a real change. No. They're and, just saying, eat. all they're doing is saying, you know, because they typically work on points, right? So this food is X amount of points, then you get so many points a day. So it's just their way of dumbing down and saying, limit, you know, limit your calories, caloric restriction. That's... Uh, what they're, I mean, look at this frozen vanilla ice cream sandwich, but guess what? We're not addressing. Tell me we're addressing. We're not addressing the reason why people overeat those foods. You're not going to address the food addiction or the addiction to hyperpalatable foods by just taking, by only having less of them. We've, we talked about it week one. You're going to suffer. The entire time you're right. on this diet, you're just going to be, your cravings are going to be through the roof. You're going to be saying, oh my God, I can't wait till my, I can have my next vanilla ice cream sandwich. For some people. Yeah. There's people who jump on Nutrisystem and lots of football players. And they lose a ton <laughs> of weight and they keep it off and it works. Right. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, but if, it, if it works for you, good. But it, yeah. If, if, if it, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I'll say it a million times. If you... Pick a diet, you become healthy, all your biomarkers are perfect, your vitals are rock solid, mm-hmm. you go do a metabolic cart, and you pass everything with flying colors, Yep. then that's your diet. Right. Rock on. Rock on. But I challenge you <laughs> that you are all those things. All right. And there's a way to do it where you're not going to be suffering as mightily as you will, uh, you know, restricting yourself calorically. But yet having all these foods that still trigger all these cravings and are hyper palatable and make you want to, who wants to eat one of these? I mean, I want to eat like five of these vanilla ice cream sandwiches. And then you're saying- Five boxes? I, yeah, I got to eat- I one. could crush those. <laughs> right. I mean, they're they're just appealing to the people that want to lose weight without really changing what they're putting in their mouth. I used to always joke, like Mel would ask, my wife would ask me if I want a chocolate sandwich and I'd say, yeah, grab me like three. She goes, well, trivia only need one. And I'm one. You know what that'll do? Just piss me off. <laughs> Just piss me off. Yeah, seriously. Oh, hell yeah. And, you know, that there's a reason these companies are around. It's not because everybody lost weight and they're successful. It's because they try this every January. They get a bunch of subscribers. Yep. They get on it for a few weeks, fail miserably, and they suffer. Want, they want you back. Go right back to your old diet, gain all the way back, and then next January you're resubscribing again. We'll, hear, we'll be here waiting with our cinnamon brown square oats or whatever all those are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to eat cinnamon brown sugar oat squares and expect to lose weight. So that gets into uh, the whole thing about a calorie is not a calorie is not a calorie. Um, so let's say your basal metabolic rate is established so we know that one of the main ways to actually lose weight is to raise that, and that's by lifting weights, get, getting more lean muscle mass. So we need to raise our basal metabolic rate. We understand that. Now let's tackle the other side, the intake. So either way, even no matter what your basal metabolic rate is, you still need to operate at a caloric deficit. So let's talk about how to do that successfully. Um, can I drink 1,500 calories of Mountain Dew every day? Diet. <laughs> you know, There's I mean, no calories. Right. But the people that tout the calories in, calories out, and just kind of throw it out there, like, oh, just. Oh, oh you're saying, I'm sorry. Calories I'm sorry. in, calories you're out. You're saying your entire diet was Mountain Dew. Yeah. 1,500 calories worth of Mountain Dew versus 1,500 calories of steak. Sure, but your pancreas is going to shut down. Right. So there's ways to do it and ways to do it in the optimal manner. And for me, it's. 
uh, animal products, specifically, you know, steak, beef. Those are the kind of things that fill me up. And we're going to get into satiety per calorie as a way to successfully limit your intake without suffering. Um, but it reminds me of the book, Good Calories, Bad Calories by Gary Taubes. That's mm-hmm. when I first had the light bulb over the head moment that a calorie is not a calorie, not a calorie. You know, there's a picture. I remember the picture of the on the book cover. It's a piece of toast with butter on it. Did I tell the story of how a calorie became to be? Did I do that week? Enlighten one? us. I'll tell it again. I'm going to find this book I'm cover. I'm notorious for telling the story more than once. Um, it's just all the same experiences are just that much more fun <laughs> when I tell them ten times. Anyways, um, I forget the exact date. 17th century, something like that. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, they actually put a food in an oven and baked it and burned it. <laughs> and as it burnt and got used up, like it was in your stomach, right? they measured the heat. Right. So, And, and how much heat it produced was how many calories it had, and that what? particular food. Which is, that's kind of cool. I mean, obviously it evolved. Right. Now it's how much it takes to boil a liter of water and whatever. But, dude, that's great if yeah. we all had the same furnace. Exactly. <laughs> we don't all have the same oven. There's absorption rate. There's, there's just so many things that go into once you consume a food, how much of it are you absorbing? Right. How much is going out as waste? How much is going out? If we both ate the same donut right now mm-hmm. i'm going to absorb nutrients different than you will oh yeah so how can we just say we just had 600 calories especially now if, we need to burn 600 calories yeah because activity level and your basal metabolic rate how much lean mass you have is different than i do i think you have less lean body mass than me but, but we'll, you can see whatever. our video it's yeah we won't we right. won't measure that just right. to confirm we'll just assume that i do yeah um but yeah you're, and your activity level too all these things factor in um i'm going to show you this so here's the book cover: Good calories, bad calories. Those are and those are my. That's my example right there for when I tell people pick your fuel: mm-hmm. bread, butter. Exactly. Bread's fine. Butter's fine. Bread and butter together are bad. Right. <laughs> pick your fuel. And this book goes into great, overly detailed, scientific, granular detail about calories. He's very scientific. He's an amazing researcher. But the problem with Social social media mm-hmm. and zealots, right. they're out there. Um, Jordan Syed, <laughs> Lane Norton. The problem is, is they will just get fixated on what who Gary is. Right, he's just a journalist. Yeah, so he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he right. just followed the science. He's not stupid at all. I mean, he researches every book he does. He researches them for years. So well, I have a PhD in nutrition. So, so you're a good memorizer. Congratulations. I'm happy for <laughs> right. you. Right. Exactly. So. What's that Will Hunting when he says, you, <laughs> you wasted a hundred grand on an education you could have got for a dollar <laughs> fifty in late charges at the public library. He's a wicked smat. <laughs> So let's tack, let's keep going on the intake side. So if I you're taking again, in, you squirreled again. Right. So if you squirrel will hunting, <laughs> but you're when hunting squirrel, goodwill hunting squirrels. There you go. <laughs> so let's talk about the intake side. So how do you decide what you're going to put in your body based on the calories in, calories out, and applying that theory accurately? If if you know you need to operate in a caloric deficit, what's the best way to do that successfully? Without suffering and getting the proper nutrients, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Satiety. Satiety. That's the key. And satiety means how quickly am I full and am I satisfied? Satisfied. I had a person, I had a gal tell me, she goes, oh, I see you have your keto group. That looks really fun. I tried keto once, but I was never hungry and I like to eat. (laughs) Sweet. That's solid logic. What does that even mean? She likes to eat. She wants to eat. She didn't like the fact that her, her body said, now nah, you're good. Cut it off. <laughs> she, she just likes to keep going and going. I just like wow. come home. It, she'd come home from work and it would be six o'clock and dinner time. Well, that and is. She'd a, go, that doesn't even look good. Pasta doesn't look good. Because she was not hungry. Yeah, was her body's going, right. we're good. 
Well, that's another whole other episode, and we'll definitely talk about this. But you know, the human, the normal human, well, normal American diet is you're eating three. Well, I remember when it was recommended eat seven times a day. Just cut up, you know, eat smaller portions seven times a day. Like you said a couple of weeks ago, like you're on a a rat on a steady IV drip or something, right? And or yeah, you're that or you're that gym bro, that the douche. From the gym carrying around the Tupperware <laughs> containers. I got to eat every 44 minutes. <laughs> right. He carries the empty milk jug yeah. around. And you're, you're not giving your body any time to burn off that excess fat store that it already has, and it's completely fine with using as an energy source, especially if you have extra weight, like somebody in the room here uh, who, hey, will not, who will not easy. be named. I'm right here. Um, you know, your body has that excess fat. Unless you're incredibly lean, you can go a really long time without uh, putting more calories in. So keeping on the calories in, calories out. So we're talking about satiety. That's really the key to this whole thing. Uh, and there's a really good... And what is satiety? What is satiety? So that it's is... Basically the release of the, horm- the hunger hormone ghrelin, or leptin, sorry. Leptin, okay. Yep. See, I don't even know what that is. It's, now that's when your body reaches a certain point. It's leptin sends a signal to your brain that says we're done. Okay, we're out. We don't need any food. Don't we're need good. More. And then when the opposite is ghrelin, and well, that's when this says more. Yeah, Doritos. When I, was, when I was studying that, how I'd always remember is ghrelin in your body, your stomach would growl. <laughs> is is are Doritos made one hundred percent of ghrelin? No, I but sometimes I think cortisol is because oh that's the the fight or flight hormone. Oh yeah, and that uh, we it, the fight or flight hormone tells our body that we're going to either have to kick someone's ass <laughs> or they're way bigger and we're going to have to run. Right. So either way, we need energy. So mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Store it. Store it. We're going to store it. Fight or flight hormones. We got to build up that energy and just wait for it to burst. So yeah. And then so when we don't fight or run, ah, we'll store it. So stress is a big part of this too, Huge. right? Huge. When people say I'm stress, stress eating, they're stress eating. It's yeah. not an it's not a scapegoat. It's not an excuse yep. for people who are struggle with weight. They're not making an excuse. Mm-hmm. They're stress eating, and it's biological. And sleep. Leave too. those people alone. Sleep. Sleep too. So unbelievable. Yep. Lack of sleep. Well, lack of sleep is causing stress. Oh yeah. Yep. So your cortisol goes to the roof, and I hate to see the people who suffer from insomnia and what their cortisol is in the morning. Oh my god. Brutal. All right, so a, a guy that really focuses on the satiety per calorie. So that's really the key. If you want to get yourself in a cult. This guy's smart AF, by the way. Yeah, Ted Naiman is his name. And if you want to get yourself in a caloric deficit in a way that you're not suffering the entire time, you need to increase your satiety per calorie. And he, I mean, I can't summarize it any better than he does right here. Getting thinner or fatter comes down to satiety per calorie. Everyone eats to satiety, and weight gain or loss depends on how many calories accompanied that satiety. Protein and fiber improve satiety per calorie, and refinement of carbs and fats, especially together, worsen it. That's oh, point. Where'd you, you hear just, that? You just said that about <laughs> the bread and the yeah, butter. Pick a fuel. Pick a fuel. So here's a really good chart that kind of details the satiety per calorie concept and highly recommend Ted Naiman. He's been on a ton of podcasts. He's got a book called the PE diet when it's protein energy diet. So his main thesis is concentrate on protein and then uh, pick an energy source, pick a fuel, like you said, and he he almost doesn't care. No, if it's, I don't either. Yeah. I pick a fuel, just pick one. And then when you do pick one, use it to fuel activity right and control that ratio right the ratio between the protein and the energy so bingo so like here's said, a here's a chart super smart yes super super freaking smart when he says all the stuff that i say yep <laughs> you said what a doctor said <laughs> or i repeated what a doctor said <laughs> exactly i just remembered it so look let's look here at the high end good things to eat so he's got some looks like salmon asparagus <sighs> steak salmon, eggs salmon with butter yeah, I'm not sure what that is. Um, uh, it's an unidentified okay. substance. <laughs> and then and the satiety per calorie drops here. Refined carbs and fats are very low. That's like pasta. Looks like uh, some types of cheeses or something. And then look at look at this below the line. So this would indicate negative satiety per calorie. You got pizza and donuts. What? Where, where, did, I, where did I hear that? 
Carbs don't make you fat. They make you hungrier. Hungry. Hmm. This is the Doritos theory or the Oreos theory. Um, you know, that's why people say you can't once you pop, you can't stop. That's Pringles, right? Whatever, it's all that's the same. All of it, right? It's all the same shit. If you eat, I challenge you to eat six Doritos. No human in history has ever done that. If you do, I'm going to call Guinness because they're going to show up and give you a plaque. It cannot be done. Or so pun- punch you for lying, <laughs> liar, sinner. So, so these these carbs and fats combined actually have negative satiety per calorie, meaning you're just going to pile on more and more and stuff yourself like the Civil War musket. It's for example, if if they bring donuts to work and you're like piss on it, I'll have one, which I rarely do. People mm-hmm. like it made fun of, but whatever, yeah. make fun of me, I don't care. But if I in the past I have had one, mm-hmm. it's a legitimate celebration. Like if somebody I'm yep. close to at work retires, or I'll have a. If you retired, I'd have a donut with you. Okay. But that one <laughs> makes me pass that box of donuts like fourteen times. <laughs> it's like. I could talk, yeah, I could work out again <laughs> later. Yeah, it's like a crack. It's like a crack. Slippery addict. slope. That's what we're talking about. It triggers the same dopamine receptors oh, and all for this sure stuff in does. your brain. Uh, same as crack. Same as cocaine. I mean, it's just as addictive. And in, in my mind, it's one hundred percent that way. It's not addiction. It's just a bad habit. <laughs> True. Shut up. Yeah, crack is a bad habit. Right. Oreos are an addiction. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> So <clears throat> the satiety per calorie, that's really the key. So we got, you know, all the way from negative satiety per calorie. So if you're... How many hearts are broken right now seeing that piece of pizza? Yeah. Well, if you're on Nutrisystem, <laughs> guess what? You're going to eat that piece of pizza and that they give you, which is, you know, it's always some weird, like low fat, right. suck ass pizza anyways. Oh, yeah. It's, it's never like good. No. It's like just freaking eat Pizza Hut. Right. You know, if you're going to calorically restrict, at least eat something or that tastes good. Or just order Pizza Hut and eat the top. <laughs> Throw the crust away. Or if you want it, if you want it to be like Nutrisystem, just eat the box that it came in. <laughs> right. <laughs> but to your point, you're right. I mean, you're going to eat that, and then you're going to go. It's like, oh god, I need more. I need more. I'm yeah, starving. The beast has been awoken. Yeah, you're just going to go nuts. And I got more. four more hours to my next three bites. And you know, I'm doing OMAD right now, a version of intermittent fasting, one meal a day. So I'm going 23 hours without eating. And because of what I'm eating, because I'm eating in the high satiety per calorie category, Mm -hmm. I'm not suffering. I'm fine. You're not suffering. But when I tell people I intermittent fast, they say, over how long? I say 18.6. What's that? 18 hours fasting. Fast, and six then I break window. and I have a six hour eating window. And just, yeah, just explain what intermittent fasting is. It's when you're not eating your three meals a day, basically. I do OMAD, which is one meal a day. Yeah. He's saying. Intermittent fasting technically is like a 48 hour or longer fast every once, a couple months or a quarter. Well, oh, I doing, thought it was just daily too. Like We're doing 16, 8, right. 18, 6. That's time restricted feeding. Oh, okay. Yeah, time restricted feeding. So that means you got eighteen hours where nothing goes in except liquids or or water. And the reason they call six hours you're eating. And the and the reason that shift in the description from intermittent fasting to time restricted feeding is that there's some growing trends and there's getting some steam behind the the research that's discovering that it's not really fasting. Right. You're not because it's not long enough. There's there's not long enough, and and Mm. people are drinking coffee and diet pop, which triggers what <laughs> coffee and diet pop. So With what cream in it, by the way, I got a story about this later. All right. Yeah. That's not really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in my eating window right now. Oh, right. You lay off me, right buddy. On. But anyways, the, the point of the story is, um, if, if you're, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, another smart one, mm, write yes. that name down. She talks about as soon as you have black coffee in the morning during your fast, mm-hmm. you're triggering certain mechanisms in your liver that are beginning the metabolic process. And as soon as you do that, the your, fast is over. So that fasting is. And as soon as you, you as soon as you begin that metabolic function, mm-hmm. your fast ends and there's no chance of autophagy. Okay. Which is just a fancy name for cellular repair. Autophagy. So that's cellular repair. What do they call fat loss? Is there a fancy term for that? Uh, that's what I always thought autophagy was. No, <laughs> no, no. So it's autoph- or autophagy. <laughs> 
is just the it's cellular repair. Okay. Fancy name for it. And and that's one of the reasons I think why people it's almost counterintuitive and we'll we'll do I'm sure many episodes on fasting specifically, but people report that they feel better and you know, injuries repair aches and pains go away and all, a lot of that body stops and goes yeah. i'm gonna stop all this me- me- metabolizing of mm-hmm. shit and i'm gonna fix stuff i'm gonna right. repair stuff yeah and that's when your brain starts to fire and yeah i do a 48 hour fast and i hate breaking it i mean yeah. i break it because i'm hungry as hell yeah but but mentally you feel good right yeah i just squirreled again you said you weren't gonna yes, let me do that I did squirrel <laughs> god damn it <laughs> shiny thing but the point of that story was in such a squirrel moment i didn't even say the point was Mm -hmm. people say oh you intermittent fast or time restricted feeding i said yeah for 18 hours i don't eat i have a six hour eating window oh i could never do that why not because uh, i'm starving i'd be starving by the time i ate yep you would you're supposed to be right (laughs) but also (laughs) because eat until you're hungry but because of the things that they're feeding their bodies too that contributes to that because when i'm Eating the high satiety per calorie. Oh, for sure. Yep. Absolutely. Things. I'm not. Yep. I'm hungry by the time my 23 hours is up, but I'm not ravenous. Like before I used to, when I was eating the standard American diet, I would be ravenous at breakfast, even though I had oh, eaten right. all night. Absolutely. And snacked right up till bedtime, like well, midnight. And another thing there that along with the satiety thing is you're stretching your stomach. Oh yeah. And you're, there's Just, certain hunger receptors and you're triggering that. Cause when the stomach starts shrinking, that's telling your brain, Hey, we're hungry dummy. Just pure. Yeah. Pure physically stretching out of the amount of food volume going in. <laughs> right. Yeah. It makes you feel hungry. <laughs> exactly. But you'd, you'd be different on OMAD if you hang out with me for a little while and we check out on the treadmill for an hour. Oh yeah. And lift weights. I'd probably get hungry. <laughs> right. Definitely. And that's okay. Yep. <laughs> it's okay to be hungry. So satiety per calorie, that's the key to all of this. So you can operate in a caloric deficit, take in the less calories than you're burning, but not be suffering and still getting all the nutrients you want. That's really the key. So stick to the high satiety per calorie foods detailed in the chart. Check out Ted Naiman on Twitter, and we'll put his link in the show notes, of course. The trick to long-term fat loss is, well... Long-term fat loss is a bit of a misnomer mm-hmm. because it's never really that long because eventually you're going to reach your goal. Right. So, so how it, do you maintain that leanness is what really what we're looking yep. for. And the trick is obviously long-term is relative to how much you have to lose. But the point of the what I'm trying to say is it's not forever. You're going to reach your goal. You just have to be patient or patient. But along yep. the way, make it as comfortable as you can. Yeah. And when you, ha- you eat foods that are high and that provide you a tremendous amount of satiety, mm-hmm. it's going to be comfortable. Right. Because what happens when you're uncomfortable and it's incredibly rough and painful, you've abandoned the diet. For sure. Because it's annoying. That's that why Nutrisystem. Hunger, yeah. hunger and That's why Nutrisystem has repeat customers every year. They want you to come back. I'd love to see their database of people have signed up every January 1. I wonder if they answer the phone and it's like, yeah, this is Josh. I want to cancel my membership. And then they hang up and they're like, yeah, put Josh on hold. He'll be back next. Gen be one. Back. Don't delete his information. Yep. He'll be back. In fact, auto, start auto shipping his stuff January 2. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, exactly. All right. So um, anything else on calories in, calories out? Any other myths you hear out there from, from the nutrition nuts and the wackadoos? Nah, just the people. There's a lot of influencers and nutrition folks on on the social media that like to overemphasize it. It matters. Huge, 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 small part of the puzzle, piece of the puzzle. Exactly. All right. Well, that's uh, calories in, calories out. Uh, so I'd like to announce we have a, a sponsor for the show now. This is kind of cool. Uh, this up episode is brought to you by Meat. It'll make your dick hard. <laughs> by Meat. It's testosterone, actually, but <laughs> whatever. I kid, I kid. I don't want to get too sciencey. <laughs> I got criticized for that. Think, there's a lot of people in this world that will hear that and go. What? <laughs> that dummy? <laughs> right. That Too dummy science-y? said some big words. Right. He's All got right. an earpiece. Someone's <laughs> talking to him. 
All right, so uh, let's uh, let's move into our favorite segment of the week, and definitely mine. How fat is Josh? Pretty fat. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna find out what Getting happened last, this week, though, right? What's that? Getting last? We'll find out. We're gonna find out. So let me bring up the tracker here, and Dewey's gonna measure me. And actually, I have. You should just turn this way, so I don't have to. I have a new weight to report. So watch this. My weight was one eighty-seven point two last week. Holy cow! Look at you, ten pounds. Boom! I dropped another uh, three-ish. So I'm ten pounds down in in thirteen days. I haven't even had to resort to cutting your hair yet. That's when that's when things get the lean times. You're just trying to get every ounce you can. That's right. All right, once you stand up, all right, and just face this way because I figured that out last week that it's just super clumsy. Okay, so we can't see it. Taking all the same measurements every week. Yep. Let's take a take a look. See here. So he's going for the caliper. Ow, you mother pinchy bastard. Hey, <laughs> wait. You're just be happy that we're not. Ow. He's like a freaking lobster over here. Lobster craw. <laughs> okay. Just be happy we're not doing the back of your tricep. <laughs> so we're doing the caliper uh, measurement. Check out the body. That'll determine the body fat percentage. See if I've lost anything. I feel like you pinched harder that time. You might have got a bigger fat chunk there. Um, we're going to measure That's the gonna neck. Be. That's going to be something else right there. The necky necky. I feel like my neck's not going to lose any inches, but we're just just for science's sake, we'll, we'll check it out. Sixteen and a half. Oh, it did go down a smidgey. All right, here's the big one, baby. Are we? What are we doing now? Do the waist. Let's do the waist. Okay, gotta let let it out a little. Try to be relaxed. Same relaxation every week. Did you get her? 30. Yeah, let me do it again. This is all for science, people. Say stuff into the microphone. It's awkward. Um, I just like to live in the awkwardness. 38. Ooh. 38. Another inch, bitches. 38 even. How about those pipe cleaner? I mean, pipes. <laughs> you bastard. Your wife, your wife knows you, you have her arms? <laughs> 13 and a half. What the hell? I think you're measuring in the wrong place. No, keep getting smaller that's good. Week. Dude, that's one of the main places you're going to lose fat. I'm not going to have the, what do they call them, the bingo flappers? The bingo bingo wings. You got to do my thigh, though. Uh, I, I dread that part. Get in here, big boy. <laughs> That's awkward. By next week, I'm going to be doing your knee. <laughs> 22. 22, all right. That's the same. Ow! All right, so give me that. <laughs> Damn it. Don't hurt yourself. That hurt. All right, so give me that uh, caliper. Measurement. Yeah, that's gonna be um, that's gonna be quite the change. Nineteen five. Or wait, no, 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 no. Don't. Yeah, you gotta you gotta put it into your. We're, we gotta look it up. Chart calculator yeah, grid that's thing. The, that's the measurement. Sorry. <clears throat> well, he does that. I'm gonna talk about what I did this week. You're, uh, you're what? 55? <laughs> I just look it. Okay. By the way, put some comments in the YouTube comments. Can you tell? Have I lost? Do I look skinnier in the face at all? 30.1. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay, so. You're just doing a bunch of side crunches every day. <laughs> just on that one side, too. Wow, that's a misnomer, right? Yeah. You can't. You can't spot reduce. You can't just go, I'm going to just 
twist and turn and hold the five pound weight and do twisty twisties and my love handles are going to go away. People have been asking, I just need to trim up my waist and then lose fat everywhere. That's how it works. You can't spot reduce. You can't spot reduce. Right. So the only way to get rid of your love handles in your gut is you got to reduce your, the amount of fat in your body. You got to be leaner. So it's been 13 days since I started this. 10 pounds down, 3.5 inches lost in the waist total, body fat percentage change, 2.7 down. And because you're in a caloric deficit mm-hmm. and you're comfortable. Yep. And I'll tell you what I did this week. Okay. I measure my weight every morning. Here's a little tip. You know, when you get up, go to the bathroom, whatever, measure your weight. If you're tracking your weight, same time every day. So I get up, go to the bathroom, weigh myself. You do it every day. Every day. Uh, just right. to track. Just so I, I okay. know. Yep. Just, I mean, I'm not that concerned about it, but I didn't drop for four days. And you know what I changed? I did two things. I, I was having coffee with cream every morning. Yeah. A big one, like the biggest Yeti. That, uh, it takes two hands to hold it. Oh, okay. You know, for I, you. Yeah, I have to, <laughs> have to have a backpack just to carry it to work in. I right. mean, this thing's a monster, right? It's... I think they call it the keg or something, but it doesn't even fit in your in your car. You know, you have to get a, a car seat for it. Thought you made coffee. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had, I was having that with a bunch of heavy cream in it every day, and I was stalled. I was like, "Fuck, Dewey's gonna shit yeah. on me if I if I don't drop." So I cut that out, and then I immediately started dropping again. So I dropped solid for the next three days. I think that's the reason why I'm only down three pounds this week. I think if I would have dropped that sooner, I would have kept on losing. I think that was a lot of calories. For sure. Yep. That heavy cream, even though it's oh, it's good fats. Unbelievable calories. Good fats, but it's it's really, you know, if you're trying to operate in a caloric deficit, uh, that's one of the things that might have to When you look at it, it's like calories per serving, 280. Oh, that ain't too bad. Serving size, one thimble. <laughs> Like, oh, son of a no, baby. I was I was having, I don't know how much, probably a good cup or, you know, a good cup into my my giant Yeti thing Just of coffee. To half and a half, <clears throat> half and a half. It's cheaper. It's it's one gram of carb instead of zero. And for and those it's of you, far less calories. I'm in my eating window right now, so lay off. <laughs> it's supper time. It's not the keg kegerator. It's not the keg. <laughs> so I did that, and I also did a 48 hour fast. Oh, I skipped wonderful. one day. Love fast. So, but I did have the coffee and cream, you know, up until then. And then I did a, all right, I, I need to break this. I did, a 13, I did a 48 hour fast and lost 13 and a half pounds. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I, I, I kept, that kind of reset me and I, and I kept dropping. And the thing was, I felt great, you know, 47 hours into it. Sure. I mean, I was, I was definitely hungry and it, but I was operating, felt like my brain was a computer. I was operating at a high level mentally. Um, it's the, weird how the brain fog lifts oh, when you're in the middle of a fast. Dude, and it's you, like, remember we're talking about meat meth, you know, 40, how, well, right, right. meat meth. I mean, that's exaggerated when you fast. Right. At least for me. When I, uh, at like 46 to 48, I'm like George Costanza when he gives up sex. <laughs> He's like <laughs> doing a Rubik's cube and answering all the Jeopardy questions. <laughs> Exactly. Boom, boom. Turns into a genius. Yeah. And then as soon as I eat, it's take me to your leader. <laughs> <laughs> that there's some definite truth to that. And I don't even begin to understand the mechanisms behind that, but all I know is it, it's very true. Um, so that's, that's my total so far. We're going to track this every week. Um, talk about my uh, exercise too. I'm now up to 35 push-ups. Unbroken? Yep, unbroken. That's to N- failure every morning. Not fruitarian push-ups. Not fruitarian push-ups. Yeah. These are legit man push-ups. Yep. My dick hits the ground first, but oh, that's so, always the case. Oh, so you're in a you're in a you're going to deficit. <laughs> <laughs> so and I also you know while I'm sitting in my cubicle, I've been doing lots of kegels. <laughs> Which is important, like Cardi B. <laughs> and I, I did hear a, a I was listening to Paul Saladino and he was talking about how he's really into sprinting now, mm-hmm. and the. Rather than just running for you know ten miles or whatever, he's he he finds that the sprinting and the high intensity is really the key factor, yep. as opposed to like runners who just run for twenty miles a day or whatever. He just do, sprints. Do both, right? And so I, I also started 
my, the total ghetto version of that in my basement, which is just high stepping. Oh, like, please video that. <laughs> please put that on video for next week. <laughs> but dude, your, here, your Richard Simmons banana. You want to find out what kind of shape you're in? Just do some aggressive high stepping Ugh. for about a minute. Most people can't are not going to be able to even do that. No way. I barely could. It's like burpees. Oh my god, yeah, burpees <clears throat> as fast as you can. But it was like negative eight this morning when I got into my car, and I was hot. Really? After because I had done that, you know, right before I got in the shower, I did my push-ups, did my high stepping, and I was like driving to work, like, oh, it's not even cold. Do you cold cold showers? No, just regular. But but it was amazing how the body temperature <laughs> was. Oh, for sure. I was completely uh, comfortable in that. Uh, even though it was those below zero, I was completely fine, and you know, so that's a good tip to stay warm on your drive to work is do some of that high stepping and push ups right before you go to work. All right, so we're gonna track that every week, uh, but I think I'm doing pretty damn good. What do you think? Yeah, you're crushing it, huh? Come on now. So, uh, and this is nothing crazy. All I'm doing is eating some meat once a day. That's it. Are you tracking calories? I do. You know what you're intaking? No, I'm not because. Back to the calories in, calories out. I'm not tracking my calories because because the scale's going in the right way. The scale's going, going in the right, in the right way, yeah. and the satiety per calorie is so high it'd be very hard to overeat. So you bring up a good point. So I wonder it'd if be much harder. Wonder if you started tracking and you saw that number in the tracker and you went like, "Shit, I've only had 900 calories today," and then all of a sudden. You know, that placebo like, effect that yeah. starts playing a mind trick on you, and you're yeah, like, oh, now I'm hungry. I don't know. I just, I, for me, and I'm just such a, I'm a, such a binary person, like I'm either all or nothing. So for me, if I, that's why I don't I'm think I'd be good. like that. I wouldn't be good on the 16-8 because I have my window. I eat my medicine, my fuel, which I love, by the way. It tastes great. You know, it's awesome. And there's a whole scarcity component here too, which makes the food taste that much better because you're not just mindlessly stuffing yourself with it all day. Right. I mean, you want food to taste good. Don't eat for a day. You know, eat once a day, and that food is going to taste amazing. And it's super satisfying mentally and physically. That's huge. So, I, you know, I eat my food, and then I'm done. And that keeps me almost impossible to stuff myself in that hour to the point where I could overeat my goal. For our tens of listeners. Dozens. Um, I... Do not recommend anything over 48 without doctor supervision. For fasting. Yep. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's some, you know, the main three electrolytes, potassium, sodium, and magnesium are super, super important. Right. And that's what gets depleted. So you've got to make sure you're up on that. So, and that's why people might faint. Yeah. The, and there's just, there's things you've got to do if you ever plan on going more than 48 hours. Yeah. Which it, but don't get me wrong. Once you speak with your doctor, I, I will guarantee just short of guarantee you that your doctor will give you the green light. What's the longest you've ever fasted? A little over 48. Like minutes over 48. <laughs> I did 72 once. Holy shit. Yeah. But at the end of that, I was starting to almost hallucinate. Like I was so, uh, not like in a bad way. I was almost like in another plane. I felt, I mean, I've, and I've never drank. I've never done any drugs, but I, I was there a little bit. I was a little bit elevated. My nutrition coach went five days. Five days. Holy shit. And, you know, again, fasting, don't do it unless you have some excess body fat. Because if you're already super lean, then your body's going to start devouring that muscle mass and you don't he's want that. Like, he's like probably 8 9% body fat. And he went five days? Yep. Didn't lose an ounce. So Worked was, out the entire time. So what was the reason for him doing it? Wasn't he worried about losing muscle mass? No, experiment. Okay. He likes trial and error like I do. Wow. But he's going to be my trial. <laughs> for the seven, for the eight, five days. What is that? One twenty. That's a long time. That's yeah. Holy shit! All right, so that ends this week's segment of How Fat Is Josh? Pretty fat. Get <laughs> <laughs> about so that part. You were going to talk about your your knee. Oh yeah, we got time. Oh yeah. How are we sitting? We're doing good. All right. We're at fifty minutes. Oh, we got an hour. Everybody stop listening by now, so go ahead and tell us whatever. Just friends and family are hanging on, going, God, he's an idiot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, get this. I've been having problems with my knee. Um, like when you're running, it aches or what? Well, not to, to give a little bit of a background, but 13 mm -hmm. years ago, 
15 years ago, I dislocated my kneecap for the second time. So I rehabbed and, and started playing softball and doing some activities again, but I was heavy back then. Right. I mean, I was 50 pounds ago. And... Well, another reason to lose weight, by the way, think of the stress on your joints. Google that sometime. The, the cubic, the pressure <laughs> on your joints per pound. It's, oh, my God. It's, it, that'll get you run the right path. Yep. Um, anyways, so I w- the doctor, I went in one day and I said, I got problems in my kneecap and I, I f- it'll, something will catch and I'll feel it and I'll like relax my leg and I'll move my kneecap around and I can feel mm-hmm. something moving and I, and I can move it out of the way and then it doesn't hurt anymore. And he went, you're nuts. Let's do an x-ray. He comes back in. bullshitting him? Yeah. Okay. He's like, probably just, you probably just feel like that. It probably, you'd probably just think that's something in there. So he comes back in after looking at the x-ray and he goes, you got bone chips in there. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he goes, that might be the, one of the most astute things I've ever had somebody pick up on. That you actually noticed? Most people wouldn't notice right. that? Yeah. Okay. Um, my wife said, he's just a hypochondriac. And he's bound to get be right once in a while. <laughs> and <laughs> so anyways, that knee has been meh. Right. Um, if I run a half marathon, it swells up a little bit, causes me some pain. But it's been real achy since I started really running this last summer. And I s- pop in a leave, stretch out, take the next day off, I'm on mm-hmm. my way. Well, I made an appointment to go visit him today. And I'm like, Doc, it's not killing me. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's, it goes from a 0 to 7 some, at the worst. And then the next day, it's back to 0. Right. So it doesn't linger. Only triggered by long runs. Running or... How about like squatting and Squatting. Like if, if, if I do lots of real quad dominant movements, okay. which are if I'm dropping forward into my quads instead of back into my ass, like if I squat or front squat, yep. and I do it wrong, then it bothers my knee. Lunges. Lunges bother it, but it doesn't hurt it. So it's doctor's visit is luxury, right? It's not, I'm not here because of quality of life. I just want to run a half marathon and 155 and probably do an Olympic triathlon this summer, Okay, which is six miles, 6.1 miles, 10 K not a big deal, but I just need to know. I just went in because I needed to get validation from him that Mm -hmm. I can just run through this. Like it's not going to cause further chronic yes. yep. irreparable damage. Yep. I just <clears> want to <throat> know that I can just go piss on it and run through it, grip my teeth and push yeah, you can it. Yeah, you can tolerate the pain, yeah. but you don't want to do further damage. Right, right. It's I'm a Vikings fan. <laughs> I can handle the pain. So he says, um, we got good news and bad news. I said, well, what's the diagnosis, Doc? Just cut the shit. He said, well, the good news is you have very, very minimal degradation of the cartilage since we sculpted it. Okay. And that was, that was what, in my 20s? Right. So I said, uh, well, that's great news. What's the bad news? He goes, you're 47. He said, there's, there's no cure. There's no medicine. There's no surgery. I could give you steroid shots. We could come in every six months and give you a steroid shot. That'll help. But Aleve will probably do the same thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's the diagnosis. Mm. I'm 47. <laughs> You've been and diagnosed. One thing with I didn't like, and I've heard these stories before, but I've never heard of it out of a doctor's mouth, is is he said you got thirty years until a full knee replacement. Mm. He said fifteen if you keep doing CrossFit. He said from now. So you can you can do CrossFit till you're seventy. Seventy. Wait, no, fifteen. So you 15. can. Okay, yeah. so you can go to until you're sixty. Yeah. All right. So that's not horrible though. No, I I don't believe him. But you think it's going to go sooner? No, I th- I, th- I don't think CrossFit hurts it. Oh, I gotcha. Think poor form hurts it. Well, right. So, w- what's your plan then for running these marathons? Just pop you leave and power through? Yeah, there's there's some stretches you gave me and some strengthening stuff that you can do to alleviate it. But it's just being mindful. Um, he said, uh, or he, oh, and then he goes, well, because your strength. Look, he goes, look at you. You're not going to get any stronger. And I went, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> my ass and and uh he goes so you're, you're track you have no tracking issues your 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 quad is pulling your inti- your your patella in the right direction everything's tracking perfectly i right. said well you haven't seen me squat yet he's like i don't need to i'm like okay we're gonna we can argue about that later 
you don't know if I have tracking issues or not. Um, but no, that, all in all, that was a good visit. Right. It was. Yeah. I mean, when he showed me the x-rays from 13 years ago to today, um, I was really pleased with what I saw. Um, it's less. But but you've been working out I and beat running the hell out of aggressively. Yeah. 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 So, so he goes, official doctor answer, mm-hmm. stop squatting, stop running. Quit squatting. But he, start, knows, he knows you're not going to do that. He goes, start leg pressing, stop squatting, stop lunging, stop running, start biking. And he hey. said, unofficial, keep, give her a hell. Nice. All right. All right. Good enough for me. And related uh, information on that, one thing I've noticed when I – go carnivore, OMAD, the combination of those, and just get rid of all the carbs and the things that were causing inflammation for me. Um, I have like zero aches or pains. I have full disclosure. Mm -hmm. I'm full-blown ketosis, sorry. Um, And I'm so deep right now Mm -hmm. that I shared on my social media, on my Facebook page, that I'm so deep right now that I had 98 grams of carbs and I was still in ketosis. Yeah. That's legit, mm-hmm. but I am super weak in the gym. You're not Joe Cubicle either. Right. But I am super weak in the gym. Really? Yep. Yeah. Because my, of being in ketosis, you think? No, from not, no carbs. Oh, okay. Wow. Yep. yep. Interesting. Yep. That There's no question that if I start timing, mm-hmm. which is pivotal, if I start timing my f- fast-absorbing carbs – to feel those lifting sessions, right. that strength will bounce right back. Now, Joe, cubicle, ignore what he just said. Because if you're sitting in a cubicle and you're not lifting heavy shit all the time, you can't do that. Come on, work out with me, then we'll talk about it. This is not an excuse to go to that break room where that Sandy's Donuts box is sitting there. And Did the elliptical list yesterday, <laughs> 15 minutes. This is not your excuse. Never stopped. To grab six of those. Right, this is for a guy that lifts. So me as Joe Cubicle, I hear that and I go, "That's nice." One ear out the other because I I, I can't use that as a trigger. And not only not only am I benching three hundred sixty pounds, I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm still not eating the donut. And it only takes him eight eight reps to get up to the three sixty. You know, eight reps. <laughs> right. Yep. Twelve reps of thirty. Right. Right. But yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. But seriously, I'm not well three sixty five. Oh, we're getting technical. Well, sassy. But I'm still not eating that fucking donut. Right. I'm still eating fruit. Right. Fast absorbing carbs that are good for you with a shit ton of fiber. Because what is fiber? According to Neiman. Yeah. And not combined with the fat. Right. Carbs and fat. Right. Like a donut. That's why donut is the best yet worst thing ever. French fries. Oh, God. Carbs and fat. Exactly. All right. Well, we yep. squirrel all over hell on I, this, on I, this You one. know what? Those people can kick rocks. I like squirreling. <laughs> so, to, s- to sum hard, it all up, work car hard at today. What do you call it? Seco? Seco? Calories in, calories out. That's some bullshit. You got to know what you're talking about. You got to know how to do it successfully, how to do it optimally. Um, and to summarize again, I'm a little less fat. I had somebody today say, Oh, car hard hats. Those are cool now. <laughs> and I said, And she goes, I wear one. I said, yeah, but the difference is I wear Carhartt because it's cold out. You wear because of cold play. <laughs> she didn't laugh like you did. <laughs> See, I'm so out of touch. I didn't even know that that's a thing. I didn't either. Is that a hipster thing now to, to wear the Carhartts? I guess. Hats? We used to get made fun of when we were kids for wearing <laughs> Carhartts and Rustlers. <laughs> My mom used to buy jeans at a place called, I think it was called Archie's. Remember that? No. I'm not from here. But <laughs> It was out in Dilworth. All you people listening from afar, you have no idea what we're talking about. But these jeans were so starchy and stiff, they could stand up on their own. Oh, those are wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, but the good thing was when you get your ass beat by the school bullies, it didn't hurt as bad because they were right? a nice, nice thick layer of protection. Mom used to say you can have six, seven pairs of wrestlers or one pair of gerbos. And I said, I'll do laundry. Gerbos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't heard that name in forever. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap it up for today. So remember, send us questions. Yes. we got an email address. Info, more and more questions. Yes, info at fitandfurious.com. That's our email address. Uh, leave some YouTube comments. Am I getting any skinnier? Do I look better? Svelte? 
I want somebody to use the word svelte on me just once in my life. Spell check, though. I'm going to tease a guest. Okay. Because we're going to have a guest on coming up pretty soon. Well, I suggest you probably shouldn't tease the guests. Uh, tease the audience. <laughs> that was forced. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my good friend Carlos Miranda is a um, cardiologist at Stanford. Mm. Um, and we're going to talk blood panels and lipids in familial stuff. Would he be willing to be vampire and slurp some blood out of me? Oh, I'd have to ask. Maybe. I'll, I'll ask him. But he's going to talk about... Or maybe in, in advance and then have him do my... See where I'm at. Yep. And the main reason we're going to have him on is because, and that's the lead-in, you teased it, So, and I remembered, is mm -hmm. uh, Trent Dawson asked a question on oh, YouTube right. about blood panels, and Carlos is going to answer those questions. Yeah, what do they mean? And this that's one area. Which one's to get? Yeah, I don't even know. Testosterone. I know nothing. Change your life. Can get they tell you that on a blood thing? Your yeah. testosterone level? Yeah. Wow. It's expensive. Insurance doesn't cover it, but. So you don't have to. It's the most important. No. You don't have to, you know, into no. a cup? Dude, it's, dude, it's blood. Okay. <laughs> what did you do? What are you doing with that? <laughs> I just like to give them, give them options. <laughs> You're like. Here, I just thought test it everything. was. I thought it was weird. There wasn't any magazines in there. <laughs> just test everything, dude. <laughs> I had my phone. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys. We'll end on that. We'll end on that. So, make sure you hit us up on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, we want some comments, like, share, give us a five star review. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, then just stay silent, please. But still you, subscribe. Still subscribe. That's right. Sometimes you want to. You want to hate subscribe. Don't you, do you hate subscribe to anything? Like That's, people you hate? No. I hate subscribe to a, a few vegan accounts just because it's kind of silly I to watch them. I don't because my blood pressure goes up. <laughs> so I stay away. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.